of the Lovish Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Sita Hood, vision architect and licensed therapist. Each week, I'm going to help you to develop the belief and strategy necessary to make an immediate impact on the world by deep diving into topics like mental wellness, faith, relationships, and you guessed it, love. I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. Hey, hey, welcome back for another episode of the Lovish Podcast. It is your host, Dr. Sita Hood. Can you believe that we are in December 2022? What is happening? Life is life, okay? It seems like I was just talking to y'all about how to get through the pandemic without getting into fist fights. Come on now. Man, time is moving. So I thought it would be fun to do an inspirational recap because there's a ton of things that we could talk about at the end of the year. And I think sometimes I'm in the mood to do those like, okay, inspirational, choose your word of the year or end of the month or end of the year recap. How would you summarize it? And then there's other times where you just kind of want to exist. So this is one of those times when I thought we have had some rich discussions on this podcast, y'all. And I'm saying we because I've been spitting out on a mic. You know, I've had guests on the show throughout the year, but you all have responded to me either, you know, via text, DM, email, whatever method, YouTube, you guys have been leaving comments and talking to me about these topics. So we've been having some rich discussions. And sometimes when you get to this point in the year, December, Yes, it's exciting. Yes, it's the holidays and all of that. But we also need to be reminded of some key lessons and just some strategies and stuff to keep us on point, okay? Because we are all about staying focused and doing what keeps us mentally well for all year long, right? Um, Lecrae has this song called Any Attack. And I love this line that he says. He says, every 12 months is my season. I'd be like, hey, yes, every 12 months is my season too, Lecrae. And I love that so much because we like to claim different parts of the year. Uh, 2021 is my year. 2022 is my year. 2023 is my year. Like, how about Every year is your year because you're going to actively make a choice and do the things that are necessary to learn, to grow, to take the L and flip it to a W, right? Like, so yeah, I feel you 100%, Lecrae. Every 12 months is my season, period. (laughs) So let me just give you guys kind of a a quick summary of the episodes that I'm going to play. I'm not going to play the full episodes, but I'm just going to play little clips and glimpses and inspirational parts from these episodes. Now, it is hard for me to just, you know, choose one particular 
thing, right? Like it was kind of challenging to narrow it down to four episodes or four clips because I think we've just had so many rich discussions, like I talked about. But first episode that we are going to or clip that I'm going to play is why your process is necessary. And I really think that if any of these clips resonates with you, then you should definitely go and listen to them. So the clips that are included, episode 23, why your process is necessary. And so that is for those times when you are feeling really discouraged, when you're feeling like you are going through all that you're going through in life for no apparent reason. God uses everything, okay? Everything is usable, period. One man's trash is another man's treasure. That is a real statement. It's facts. So I'm going to play that clip. And then the next clip I'm going to play is relationship evaluation from episode 28. Now, I think you should be doing relationship evaluations consistently. Um, but it's especially important to like, as you're mapping out your plan for the, for the next year to do relationship evaluations at the end of the year. Right. And if you've not heard that episode, I know that probably sounds a little bit trifling, but it's not trifling. Go check out the episode again. That's 28. The third episode clip is going to be how Stella really got her groove because there is a misconception that Tay Diggs was the one that gave Stella the groove and that is incorrect. So I'm going to play a clip from that episode just so that you can remember that there are probably some parallels in your story and in Stella's story and you don't need a man to get your groove, honey, okay? Okay, you don't need it, but I'm not going to spoil it. And then the final episode, oh, I'm sorry, that's episode 36. And then the final clip I'm going to play is three signs that you are a woman of influence. And that is episode 40. Notice I did not say, are you a woman of influence? Because I already know you are, right? Like I speak to a very specific type of woman and it does not matter what the context is in my therapy chair, in my coaching chair, in my programs, online, in my communities. There's a very specific type of woman that my messaging reaches and it is a woman of influence. So first off, you don't even have to ask yourself if you're in that category. If you're listening to this podcast, you are a woman of influence. Now, whether you are activating your influence or not, that's a different story, okay? And if you're struggling with activating your influence, go ahead and hit up episode 40 because I got some hot tea for you. And I'm going to need you not to carry the fear and the anxiety of being a woman of influence into 2023. I'm going to need you to come on up to the front, okay? No more hiding. No more falling back. No more letting somebody, oh, I'm going to let them shut. No, 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 no. We need what you have. We need what you've been sitting on. We need you to use your voice. We need you to use your influence. And with that being said, I am about to roll these clips and I will talk to you all either out in these social media streets or I will see you next week on the podcast.
Anyway, process is long and boring and draining work. Ugh. Like even just saying that sentence is like tame too much, sis. But process is essential. It's essential for who God is calling us to be. My most frustrating um, thought about process is when I am in a creative space where I need to process through some feelings and some thoughts, I don't know what I'm creating like Noah, right? I'd like to really just imagine that Noah didn't have all the pieces when he first started working on the ark. But even without having all the pieces, Noah kept building based on his calling or his assignment. And so when I'm in a creative space, like I am right now, where I have pieces of the vision that God has given me. I see glimpses of the future of what he's calling me to, but I only have the first few pieces of the process that is uncomfortable. Like I don't have the big picture, which is frustratingly exciting. (laughs) And I know like that might sound weird, like frustratingly exciting. So what do I mean by that is it is both frustrating while simultaneously being exciting all rolled into one. It's frustrating to not be able to see the path that is lit before me because, you know, if we're talking about being generational curse breakers and people who don't have the blueprint for what they're trying to create, you, there's not a cute measured path in front of you. So that's the frustrating part. But the exciting part is as you are building to see it come together, to see even little pieces work the way that, you know, you envisioned it is exciting. So it's a frustratingly exciting process. Like when I talk about this story of Noah and how, Noah must have felt like I I like to imagine you know God just randomly maybe told Noah one day hey go get some oak or go get whatever type of wood and Noah's probably like "Mm, okay and then as he spent some time with God I want you to start building this thing and it's big and you're like I don't know why I'm seeing this really big thing. Like it's a big, 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 huge thing. Maybe he didn't even know he was building a boat at first. And as he started to like cut the wood this way, because that's the way I see it in my head and see the pieces of wood start to come together and then say, well, if it's got a curve on the bottom, then maybe I'm building a boat, a really big boat. And you know, as he's building, he's like, I'm running out of wood. I'm running out of space, but I don't know. I still feel like it needs to be really big. Not really sure what's happening here, but I'm seeing all this evil in the land and I think I need more wood. And then as you know, he began to get to the end of it, he's probably like, yo, God, what are we doing? 
And then God's like, now get a bunch of animals. Wait, what? So if you can think about the process in this way, you know, it, it, it might make sense. And to be clear, Noah did not build this ark overnight. This is years of work, years of surrender, years of submission to the of our relationships. All of these evaluations are designed to make sure that things are functioning appropriately. And then for those of us that like to use social media, let me take it a step further and bring up another reason you should evaluate your relationships. You should be evaluating your relationships because that allows you to set appropriate boundaries. If you have appropriate boundaries set, then you might not end up so frustrated in your relationships. If you are not frustrated in your relationships, then you don't have to be on the gram venting to the world all of your entire business, sis. You also don't have to be salty because you feel like, you know, you got played in a relationship or whatever the case is. So we have to evaluate our relationships. And I hear you when we talk about evaluation and expectations and things of that nature. A lot of people want to know how. So let's discuss. Let's talk about the assessment The first thing I want you to consider when you are evaluating your relationships is what is currently happening in the relationship? Is it a positive thing that's happening or is it a negative thing that is happening? What is currently working in the relationship? Because the reality is there are some things that are allowing the relationship to function in working order. You do have some positives probably mixed along with negatives. Even if the person that you are in relationship with that you are evaluating is a complete and total (laughs) a-hole, there is still a positive to be found in there because perhaps that's the person that God is using to build your character. So that's one positive aspect. Okay. They, they getting up under their skin. They, they doing a job, you know, but no, that's partially a joke, partially real, but let's just take a romantic relationship. For example, what is currently working? Maybe you guys speak. And the lesson that I pulled from that is When we're talking about this concept of healing, of walking in your purpose, of becoming the woman that you were designed to be, of stepping into your bigger vision that God gave you, ultimately, it's about your belief and your choices. And you can only go as far as you believe you can. I believe it was Henry Ford who said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And basically what that means is that if I believe that I can accomplish something, I can do it. If I believe that I can't do something, I'm going to have a hard time getting it done. So I know you probably like, okay, how does this tie into Stella? Well, you know, we've already established this. There's a movie about a woman named Stella and Stella believed that she was trapped in her current life. She had checked all the boxes, marriage, children, successful career, literally all the boxes. And she still felt 
something was missing. Stella didn't believe that her life could change. She felt like she was in a rut, but deep down inside, she knew that life was about so much more. But she struggled to believe that life outside of these societal norms was actually possible for her. So if you've seen the movie, then you know that her best friend takes her on a trip to Jamaica, beautiful, gorgeous, sunny Jamaica, sandy beaches, bright blue water, drinks poolside, and just pretty much a life of luxury for the duration of the trip. So Stella decides to wake up early and go for a run. She's got that good run, runner's high going when she gets back and she spots a handsome young man, Tay Diggs. And she decides (laughs) that she's going to do adult things, right? And she challenges herself to be brave enough to do that because Initially, when she meets Tay Diggs, her response is, I'm old enough to be your mother, right? Like all the jokes about being old enough to be, you know, to have birthed him until he checks her and he's like, okay, cool out with all of that stuff. (laughs) So he challenges her to be brave and to see herself beyond societal norms, to believe that her vision for her life mattered to believe that she doesn't have to stay stuck. All she has to do to change her life is to lean in and believe it's possible. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie. In the end, Stella breaks all of her unspoken rules placed on her by society. She chooses to believe that who she is and what she wants matters and she ends up happy. Stella chose to see herself worthy of the things that she desired. Even after checking all the boxes, Stella realized that life would always be about believing in the seemingly impossible option. Becoming the her that she fantasized about came down to one simple thing, choice. She's pretty much confused the entire movie, but (laughs) when she simply decided to believe that she had options and then to choose the options she thought suited her best, she was happy. So I guess I'd like to pose a question to you today. What are you choosing to believe about your current reality? We are going to define influence. Influence is the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something, or to be the effect itself. Your influence is the most powerful asset you have. I'm going to say that again. Your influence is the most powerful asset you have. Take a moment here with me. Remember when Rihanna first came out, people put all types of labels on her and they said all types of things about her, right? I want you to think about her relationship with Chris Brown and the nasty things that people said about her for being with him. How she must have felt 
as a woman who had experienced physical violence and then being publicly ridiculed because of her relationship choices. Because let's be honest, there's a lot of women that are impacted by physical violence and choose to stay in the relationship or um, take an extended time to leave the relationship. That already is a lot to deal with. Now, imagine being in the public eye and having to deal with people saying stuff about you. Then remember when the rumors started floating around that Rihanna and Jay-Z were together? Now, this is Beyonce's man, okay? Beyonce. Everybody loves Beyonce. And at the time, Rihanna was new to the scene. So can you imagine all the hell that she caught just based on the rumor? Now, I don't know about you, but I've been rocking with Rihanna for quite some time, even with the rumors floating around and the nasty things that people were saying about her. But let's fast forward to 2022. Rihanna's current net worth is $1.7 billion. Billion with a B, okay? Her net worth is $1.7 billion. So that means that while people were talking about Rihanna, she was busy planting seeds for her future. While people were underestimating her, she was busy planting seeds for her future. She kept recording her music. She kept booking gigs. She kept figuring out a game plan to bring her vision of Fenty Beauty and Savage X Fenty out of her head and into reality. She kept her head up in spite of the rumors and the nasty commentary. And she did all of this while building behind the scenes. Think about it. When the whole rumor stuff was happening with Chris Brown and Jay-Z and all of that, did we know anything about Fenty and Savage and all of that in the beginning? No, but I bet you Rihanna did. Rihanna knew that that was a dream that she had inside of her. She got connected with the right people and she chose to make her dreams a reality regardless of her story. I'm going to tell you what the problem is. The problem is You are letting your story stop your dreams when your story is supposed to inspire your dreams. It's supposed to.